Hi, I'm Dan Higginson, and welcome to the 11th episode of the Idle Hands podcast, where we hope to discuss and learn more about effective creative process. I'm joined today by the man that won't be constrained by underwear, Paul Bentz. Good evening, I'm wearing my tight white ones. <laughs> Tighty whiteies. And the designer and photographer, Peter Clarkson. Hey. Hi, Peter. How's it going? It's good of you yeah, to join good, us. Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, thank you very much for inviting me on the show. This is, this is the first, first podcast for you, isn't it? We're popping the podcast cherry for you. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, you've, you've completely stolen it from me. <laughs> <laughs> You're very privileged. We, we are. We are. I feel, I feel to be a lucky man, yes. How are you, gents? You good? We are very well. Paul, I imagine, is incredibly busy. Paul, do you want to give us a little bit of an update? Is there anything you can tell us about what you've been uh, up to um, this week? Um, so the big shoot I did like two weekends ago, in which you were present, I have been finalising that this week. And I'm close uh, for it to leave my hands and be with the client forevermore, which is a kind of nice place. But it's been a lot of back and forth this week, which I can't... I think another week, and maybe next week I'll tell you what we've done and I'll be able to show some little sneaky bits, because I want to get it out by the end of this month. So it should all be live by the end of May, I'm hoping, if things go to plan. Um, and that was been, that's been kind of taking all of my time, to be honest with you. Um, I'm serious, Paul. Yeah, it was it was ma- it was a big, big six weeks of you know playing, and then two days of full shooting, and then it's another two weeks of post process and edit. And I've got another friend, um, Chris Payne, who's a retoucher, and he's going to give them a final bit of gloss when Lindsay, um, my client, has finished. Because she, Lindsay, is a special breed. We'll hopefully get Lindsay on the show one day. She's um, she owned, I can say she owns a company called Head On, which makes motorcycle helmets, really bespoke motorcycle helmets. But she's like one of those women that can, you know, design the helmet, actually do do the design on the helmet, make it. She can do everything. She's like, she's like Superwoman, and um, yeah. So we 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 basically been shooting some helmets, but that's probably about as much as I can say. I imagine for now. Mm. Um, but it, it was a big big project and really enjoyable, but. Um, I'd be glad for it to finish now. I love you, Lindsay. I'd be glad for it to finish. I've got, I've got to ask, was it, was it a relatively normal shoot? Because obviously it's post-COVID now, lockdown. Uh, it was. It was. We all got, we all got COVID tested on the way in. Um, and, but it was normal, really, wasn't it? Like, it was like, what the, like there were about 30 people there, I think, in wow. and off through the day. And it was like, yeah, it was, it was a big... I got Dan to come and Dan assisted me. Um, he was my digital IT, but you fucked that up anyway, didn't you? A little bit. <laughs> I, I, I owe Roman a massive apology. We've got Roman coming on in a couple of weeks and maybe we can chat a little bit about that. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I maybe... To be fair, Paul, no, I'm teasing, I, I was I'm expecting you to, to give me a little bit of guidance and I, I'm, I'm fully blaming you. I take responsibility. I do. No. no, it was all right. It was a it was a really steep learning curve, but it was so fun. It was so fun, and I've seen the work. Obviously, we can't talk about it, but I've seen some of the work coming out the back, and it's really, really good. There you go, Paul. Yeah, the client was really happy. Big I suppose. Yeah, that's, I think, and you know, I, I I think the skill, like I always say, the skill. I think it's just testing. So testing, testing, testing until there's no variables left at the end, and you just turn up and you go woohoo it works and you're not worried and it was kind of like that wasn't it Dan it, it wasn't any like major stresses throughout the day like it was just kind of smooth dense road I, I think <laughs> the thing is is you've done so much prep on it where you've been working on it for six weeks already the shots had already been taken if you know what I mean everything mm-hmm. was lined up it was just a case of just actually clicking the shutter everything was already perfect that's very kind of you yes we'll see we'll see hopefully I'm going to win loads of awards and I can become a millionaire photographer and i can give up the job and you know just not get out of bed for 10 grand yeah fucking right that's that's all right, mate. <laughs> absolutely huh? how but about no, you peter I, if, what have you been up to mate yeah tell us about um, your life peter so i'm i'm a graphic designer um and that's been consuming you know my, my day-to-day life uh for most of lockdown um and it's been it's been up and down you know a bit like most people who've been having to work from home um, the job's been fantastic in the sense that it's a creative job. So it's exciting to work on um, projects that 
you know, challenge you and stimulate you and make you think about the world and, and uh, the, the solutions that need to be answered for, for a brief. But it's the same as you probably, Paul, that, you know, you're dealing with, um, it's never just you, it's, it's dealing with a team of people. Um, so there's lots of different opinions, lots of different challenges. Um, but that's, that's generally been keeping me, uh, me busy over the past year. Of course, photography is like a, a massive outlet, which helps me get out of the house when we're, we're allowed to get out. Yeah, I, I just I just find it just a really good escapism that has, um, for me, a massive freedom to it. Um, that I, you know, you don't always get when you're working for a studio or you're working for a sort of creative team. Peter, tell me about tell me about where it all started for you. Like, so what? Obviously, I think the graphic design became before the photography, or was it the other way around? Yeah, so I've I've always um, sort of focused in on the sort of art, the art world. I think when I was um, in secondary school, I had a I had a really um, really good art teacher who was funny and uh, kind of kind of inspiring in the way that it just kind of helped you get into the get into art and make it feel really like it'd be a fun industry to be in, and kind of introduced me to a few sort of key designers um, that really kind of just inspired me. Really, um, so from there, I kind of took the route that most sort of um, art students do. I ended up doing, you know, A-levels and then you go to a foundation course and then you get to uni and stuff. Um, and that, that took me to London. Um, and all the while I'd kind of been always carrying like cameras on me and stuff and taking sort of very sort of snapshot sort of, uh, you know, the, the kind of really nice, like everyday shots that people take, you know, when they, they don't really think about photography that sort of seriously or, you know, committed to it. They just kind of take shots of their mates and, you know, what they're doing. I was, I was going to actually ask, as somebody that's sort of both a, a designer and a photographer, and you're probably more known, at least that's how I, I was introduced to you, is, is through your photography. How do you find one informs the other? Yeah, so I'm, I'm st- I still think I'm in the process of figuring like truly what I, I do as a photographer. I've kind of experimented a lot with a lot of different types of photography. So whether that be sort of very abstract photography or whether it's kind of like scene photography or whether it's like... Uh, street photography, whether it's sort of night photography, all these different sort of things. Um, but what's what's sort of a common theme is um, maybe how I approach uh, colour or maybe how I approach sort of a, a composition of a shot. Um, and they're sort of the elements I look for. Um, I think something that's sort of continuous through a lot of the, the work that I look at uh, to shoot is, is sort of just the beauty in the, in the mundane. Um, and it's quite, it's, it's kind of quite openly broad because I'm really eclectic in what I shoot. And that's something that I kind of think, I think I maybe tried to shy away from to begin with. Um, so I, I, you know, I shot loads of like sort of abstract stuff and I kind of really got through myself into sort of street photography when I, get, when I came to London. Um, yeah, it's, I can't, I can't sit on one thing. I end up, I find that I, I end up trying to try lots of different things. And actually when I, when I think about it, I, I enjoy the kind of the everyday. I enjoy finding beauty in the everyday because I, I find the world, it's, it's an incredible place, but I also find it quite a tough place to live sometimes, mm-hmm. especially, you know, in the, in the, the past year has been quite um, intense for, for a lot of people. This, you know, when you read the newspaper and when you see stuff, there's a, there's a lot of kind of shit in the world and it's kind of, it's quite, it's quite heavy. Um, and actually I, I find, I sometimes find photography is quite a good release to kind of go out and actually look for, for beauty in the everyday yeah, and find sort of these, yeah, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of quite therapeutic for me. Um, and I, and I like being outside. I like being reminded that, you know, there, there is more to life. There is, there is good in everything, wherever you go, it doesn't matter where, what situation you're within, you know, whether that is the street, whether that's the countryside, you know, whether that's just like a, a beautiful piece of light whether that's just a, an amazing bit of colour, you know, whether it's, whether it's an incredible street scene. This all ties back into this idea, idea of, um, of like composition and, and design and kind of thinking about a, pro- a solution sort of as, as a 360 view. So as a designer, you, you kind of had to answer a brief through really investigating and researching a project and understanding a client, the client base, or, you know, what the, what the purpose of the project is, you know, what are you trying to communicate in your response to a brief? And I, so I think that kind of like 360 viewing of the world kind of t- ties into how I approach my photography. Yeah, I, I know you say you're, um, you're constantly trying lots of different ways of shooting, but do you think in the... I, I've been watching your work for a long... We've known each other a few years, and I, I, I think in the last year, 
is beginning to settle into what you really like. It's just kind of it seems more formed, more more consistent, I suppose. Yeah, I, I would. I, I think I'd agree with you. Um, I mean, my, my Instagram feed is is a bit all over the place, but but I kind of I feel that's just you know it reflects my kind of how I feel, or you know, it's a bit, I, I treat Instagram like a bit of a sketchbook, a bit of a testing uh, testing bed even though it's ridiculous on Instagram. Um, but yeah, certainly in the, the last year, I felt I felt quite comfortable in the kind of seeking out those sort of small moments. And, I, and maybe that's come from, you know, from lockdown. And actually when you go for a photo walk, it kind of, there's, there's, a, there's a piece to just getting outside and kind of experiencing and seeing and being reminded of the small things that are outside rather than being inside. What small things are you looking for when you go outside? I couldn't, I couldn't tell you straight off. Um, it's, it's just like little, little moments of beauty, like, and that's, and that's completely unique to me. Um, you know, what, what I find beautiful, you know, a moment of light sort of, um, hug, you know, um, a brilliant blue wall or like, um, you know, a collection of swans or something just perfectly aligned. just all these kind of little moments that kind of, uh, really stand out to me and, you know, it's it's like every photographer will say, like you go out and you can shoot for ages and never see anything. You, you think you found something or you think you've seen something really interesting, but it's never as maybe as amazing as you think it was when you took the photo. Do you ever do you ever go out with a plan in mind? Like I'm going out looking for a particular thing, like or is it just more intuitive and I'm just going to see what I shoot, shoot it, and then so. So when I've, I've, I've tried to be a bit more focused and I think I have done that in the past, um, I will start being intuitive. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'll try and focus on one thing and, and yeah, sure. I will be, I can be focused. So, you know, I've done, I've done work for, um, sort of some interior architectural shots for friends, you know, within work. Um, and that's absolutely fine. You know, that's really focused. It's, it's, you know, there's planning beforehand. There's very sort of, an agreed shot list and all that kind of stuff. But when it's, when it's me just going out, um, yeah, I, I just, I see too many things and I, I kind of, I'm like a magpie. I just, I just start, I just start shooting. Um, yeah, but I, I yeah, uh, I've definitely tried to reduce that amount of, um, shots I take to try and refine it down to kind of the, these little moments of beauty. And do you, do you print much of your work, Pete? Do you actually, is it all digital? You like, we, we, I'm interested in how many of the photographers we speak do actually print out physically their work and, and have it on their wall. Or my wife, I've got to fight for my wife, with my wife to put something on the wall. It's like, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> so, so at the moment, um, yeah, I do print some stuff out, um, mainly because it's somebody's asked for a print. So I'll, I'll print it myself. Um, and if I can't get the right quality here, my, the printer I have at home, which is, which is a fairly decent printer, but it's still not maybe, you know, like, printers a proper printers quality um then yeah I'll, I'll i'll print stuff out and look at it but it's i, I at the moment i'm in a, a quite a small flat so I, there's no way i can i could print it out as much as i would like to and actually have a place to store it and you know all that stuff do you think you have a different response to the image once it's printed yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah what kind of response what, what 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 is the difference what are you what is it what what's the thing that makes you think? Ooh, this is. I th- I think so- sometimes on screen because it's always backlit by light anyway. It always looks this super vivid, this super hyper realistic kind of uh, moment in time. I mean, photography is essentially a bit of a lie anyway. You know, because it's it's just it's a thousandth of a second, it's a two hundredth, a fiftieth of a second, whatever it is. It's it's a split second in time. And when you see it on a computer screen, it's like it's, it's like the most hyper-realistic version of, of it you could ever see. And when you print it out, whether that be through colors, whether that be through uh, the actual moment itself, sometimes there's a, there's a bit of a, a shift. And actually, what, what I found sometimes when I've printed something that I've looked at on screen and I've, then I've seen it printed, it still doesn't have that same kind of um, sparkle that it might have had. And it's, and it's yeah, yeah, it just it, sometimes it changes how I approach it or look at see a picture. I always find it makes it more um, tactile. Like, I don't know if you've you found this, but once I print stuff and I tend to only really print like the documentary stuff I do rather than any of the, the street stuff that I do, it's weird just holding it. Do you know what I mean? Even, I don't know if it's the backlight or what, but just holding it, I think, makes a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
So I did, I did some prints for, um, I, I, pre- I previously have been to Japan a couple of times, um, which is just, if anybody gets the chance, I'd recommend anyone to get out there because it's just a, an incredible, lovely, peaceful, fun place to go and mad, <laughs> you know, um, for, you know, foreigner like me to go there and see kind of different cultures is, is just wicked. Um, but I printed a bunch of um, prints from that trip for a small exhibition in just like a local cafe. And I was actually really um, happy with how they came out. And it's quite rare that you print some photos that you see on screen and then they translate to print and you're actually, I prefer the prints more than I do the actual just digital images. And that was a mixture of film images and a mixture of digital images. So it wasn't just digital pool. There's mm. some lovely big 120 negs in there as well. Mm. Yeah, that, that's. I suppose that how much how much you shoot in film versus digital these days? What's the what's the um, breakdown? Yeah, no, nowhere near as much as um, I, I used to. Uh, I, I used to try and shoot a fair amount of 120, um, but the, the past year I just I literally haven't done anything on film at all. Um, I kind of get more stimulated by visiting new places and i like shooting new places with film so if i go traveling then i will i purposely will go out and shoot with like a mixture of cameras because it's, it's weird like sometimes i have i have no rational for it and i thought about um rationalization for it um and i've, I've thought about it but sometimes i really i want to take something on film and other times i really want to take it on digital and it's almost like the digital is just best for just like documenting and recording and you'll still get some well hopefully you'll get some good images within a shoot but film just seems to really, it does make you stop and think a little bit harder um, and think, right, this actually needs or should look better on film. I find, I find the same thing. But for me, I think the, the difference between the film and the digital is like the film forces you to work so much slower because it's so bloody expensive. Yeah. And you go out and you haven't got that unlimited ammo that you would have if you took your digital camera out. It just forces you to think, right, I've got six more frames left on this roll because that's when I walked out of the house and you're just a lot more selective and you just find that the rate of keepers that you get is, is much higher. Like the ratio. Yeah. I got a, I got a question for you, Peter. So you, you graphic designer, you must be able to make your own book. So you, there's, there's an, you've shot enough, you've got enough work there. And I like this idea that you hit upon, like you like these small, mundane beautiful moments in life there's got to be a book amongst your your worker isn't it and you're a designer it wouldn't take you uh, a great amount of time to sit down with InDesign. even i can do it now but well not very well <laughs> <laughs> you could do some InDesign courses haven't you yeah 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 uh, um yeah no i i i i like the idea of doing a book sometime i just don't think there's enough of a cohesive book there yet you really think that? Oh, see, this is maybe so this, all this of... is this is my issue, right? <laughs> yeah, so, so, and this comes from my probably my design background. I really believe in the sort of the beauty of, uh, of a concept or, or kind of a real powerful storytelling uh, tool that helps kind of express and really clearly communicate something. Um, and I think most of my shots so far are kind of just these little moments. And I don't. And although that could be, you could weave a narrative into that. I feel like it's slightly post-rationalizing it yeah yeah and i think this 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 is this idea of narrative that was really difficult yeah and i think especially in the work that we do or that i i you know the street side of side of work it's really hard to i don't know make something that's meaningful i suppose yeah. is, the word, is the word i want to use is like to give it some more depth and a bunch of beautiful pictures that look wonderful in the light, which is great. But how does that transcend about who you are as a person? Yeah. Like how, how do you go to that next jump? Yeah, and I and I think I think that's that's kind of where I feel like I could maybe go to. There's um, obviously there's, there's there's photographers who kind of they'll stay in one area and then they'll just shoot that area for you know like a year or two, and then that will progress into being a book. And I kind of I kind of do like that idea. You know, I know you're doing the the River Wandle pool. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've been shooting that for how many years now? What, two, three? Two, two and a bit now, I think. I'm coming up to two and a bit. And I think... I, I mean, do you, do you feel like you're, at, you know, you're getting to a place where you, you could actually make like a, it's a hard, cohesive book? Or? Well, it's really difficult. I think I, oh, I, some days I think yes, and some days I think no. And I look at it and, I, and I'm like, fuck, what have I spent the last two years looking? <laughs> but, then, <laughs> but then there's moments when, like I, I was saying to Dan before that, um, 
So it's, I started shooting November 2019, just before first lockdown. And then first lockdown hit, and I did 10 weeks of homeschooling with my kids. And I took me and Rosa and Wilf used to go every, do homeschool in the morning, walk a river in the afternoon. And I did that for 10 weeks, right? And so there was part of it, that first part, that I was with my daughter and my son in the afternoons. And we'd just walk it and we'd make paper boats and we'd float them on the river. And I was thinking, you know, maybe I can weave that into this story. But then I did some InDesign courses and I, I, I've shown some, some of it to some photographer friends. And... The, because the, at the start I had a bit of Rosa in it and I had a bit of, you know, the river and a bit of portraiture and mm. it got a little bit confusing, I think, and I had to simplify it and take take some stuff away, take the kids thing out of it. And then I was thinking, like, what what holds all of these portraits together? And it was the kindness, I think. I keep coming back to this idea of how important kindness is and if I was going to give this book to my daughter, I, like, what would be the message I'd wanted to get when she's looking through the images? Mm. And it would be one of, you know how important kindness is and how important looking after, you know, each other, I think, and, and strangers is, is, a, is a really big message. But how I, how I break that into the, the book is... Because I think it's really difficult to, to do. I, I, I don't think it's easy. And I'm still, I'm still not there yet. I still think... And I, I quite haven't worked out how I'm going to put it all together, whether I follow, you know, the river and I, I kind of do it actual by by sequence of how I've shot it and the date. I don't know. I think there's also another loose subject that kind of ties those shots together and it's the location. I feel mm-hmm. like the location is also yeah. a subject of, of that work. And mm-hmm. just coming back to what Peter was saying, I would struggle to pull a collection of work together because I don't have anything that's cohesive where there's a not only a nice theme running for it right because it has to look consistent in terms of that kindness or, or whatever it is in your shots needs to run through but i feel like it also needs something else to anchor it down and for yeah. you and the weir of a wonder i think that might be the location yeah and i think that's that's why i started shoot that was exactly the reason why i started shooting it because um i'd shot street for 10 years and like I say, I always had this issue with street photography in that, yes, there's a bunch of lovely photos and wonderful light or interesting, something funny happens or there's some nuance that made the photo interesting. But when you came to put all that together into a body of work, yes, some street photographers can get away with it. And But it, I just felt it was a bit, I don't know, mediocre, I suppose. And then, then I so I thought, okay, well, what, what do I, what, what books do I like? What are the books that I like? Look, the books that I like were always based either on a location or they had something that tied. And it was more documentary, I suppose. But again, I think, like, I've been looking recently and there's, there's like, some great photographers who mix this idea of street and documentary. And maybe there isn't these labels. Like I, I keep getting caught up in this idea of a label. And I think actually throwing that away and saying, you know... Yeah, I, I think I totally agree with you there. I, I think there's... There's, there's, there's clearly photographers out there that, that have this kind of ability to kind of show themselves as photographers and their kind of observations. And it doesn't actually matter what sort of medium or what area that they sort of turn to. It's still them. It's still their expression of how they see the world. And that, that, that really inspires me. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's people like William um, Albert. I think it's Allard. He did yeah. um, Portraits of America. Yeah, yeah, I know. And it's it's a, it's a fantastic book, and it's kind of set in the kind of you know country midwestern scenario, and it's it's these incredible what could be deemed as like this classic kind of silhouette kind of you know street photography, but it's that kind of same kind of compositions, but set in the sort of, you know the American Midwest, and the kind of it's this narrative all around these cowboys, and it's just an incredible book, and I, I kind of quite like that. There's that that focus on a sort of a community like that but but all these shots there's kind of different styles you know there's big white landscapes there's kind of very close portraits there's there's a mixture of everything and definitely that kind of photography appeals to me have you got any big plans to to try and niche down into something and just dive deeper i I haven't at the moment i i kind of i i've just been toying with this idea of of doing a book for a long time and trying to knit it all together but it it, it's a bit like paul said it just feels a bit uh uh yeah just just not I don't want to say the word truthful, that sounds really pretentious, but like there's just, it just seems like it would be a forced thing. It feels like it would just be kind of a, a, a knitting together of, of different photographs. And, and whilst that would be fine, there's no kind of bigger narrative. And I, and I think as, you know, with something like a photo book, 
personally, if if I did that, I, I'd want it to really be something that meant something to me as well. Not not the, the photographs I've taken so far don't mean anything. It's just that I think I think a book is a bigger kind of statement of of who you are as a photographer, and I don't right. think I'm I'm ready for that yet. It's like a it's like when a band releases an album, you know, like a song can work well as a single, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it will add anything to the album. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, there's there's always those um, <laughs> album groups. There's always those one hit wonders. <laughs> it's just like Instagram. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly like Instagram. <laughs> You love Instagram, Peter, don't you? You like you're like. How I many, wouldn't. How many, you come on, come on, tell me. You, you love Instagram. <laughs> you're always messaging me. Oh, Pete, I love it. So love it every. Oh. I'm just jealous of all your followers, Peter. That's what it is. Doesn't mean a thing, though, does it? <laughs> Doesn't mean a thing. I, I, well, that, you know, it means that you have ten. How many? Do you have? Let me um, look how many followers he's got at the moment. Peter's got um, good ten thousand five hundred. That's a nice number, Peter. Does, does it mean, like, it, obviously I'm kind of answering my own question. It doesn't sound like it does mean anything to you, but does that ever cross your mind? Is it a weight that you have to carry, knowing that there's a bit of an audience there for your work? Um, no. No, I don't, I, don't think it, I don't think it does. I think, I think there's, if, when I'm feeling maybe a bit um, conscious of maybe likes and things like that, I think I do get a bit... Uh, it does get to me a bit. If, you know, for example, like I'll put a picture out and it just won't get the same kind of engagement or whatever. Um, you do, it, does, it does make you second guess. And then you kind of just slap yourself and go, shut up, it's fine. Like you just do what you want to do. Yeah. And I think everyone goes through it. You know, all yeah. the people I talk to on Instagram, even people I know, you know, have hundreds of thousands of followers or whatever it is. You know, they, they still, they know their photographs they like, but they'll still try stuff. And if that doesn't have the same kind of level that they're used to, it makes them just kind of just have a little quick second guess. So I don't know, but Instagram is a, is a bit of a, it's, it's a fantastic thing, but it's also, you should never use that as a guide, guidance for what you want to shoot ever. Yeah. It can distort it quite easily, can't it? Yeah. Quite quickly as well. Massively. Right? And I think I, 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 I've basically had a no social media weekend. I basically, basically on the weekends now, I just completely come off technology and it's really nice it's a really nice like i found myself when i was with my kids just like i'd be doom scrolling and i'd be sat on my sofa yeah you know, and i just fall into this like why there's nothing here right of any interest so I, i've got myself a book put a book down and instead of picking up the phone i'll just pick up a book and read now and i just think even if you just do it on the weekend it's really I, it's just i don't know i just and there was an article today on the bbc saying actually that it's not bad for you at all. They did a study of like 430,000 15-year-olds and there's no evidence in any way whatsoever that it leads to any sort of depression or mood swings, but probably somebody paid for that, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Cynical. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I do agree, though. I think, I think you know, it's very easy that, and everyone falls into that trap of looking at their phone for a bit and, you know, wasting too much time. But I, I kind of do the same thing. I, you know, I, I'm quite a keen cyclist, so I, I get out and use that as a kind of there's no way i can look at my phone whilst i'm yeah. on my bike so it's great to just get out and experience the world rather than looking at the bloody screen well while we're talking about the the sort of mental health side of it do you ever find it changes your your opinion on some of your own work like if something doesn't quite get the traction i mean i wouldn't even know what that feels like i've got like 200 or something followers so like nothing of mine gets any traction so it's, it's not something i ever need to consider i imagine i would be swayed if if I had a ton of engagement with one shot that I maybe was a bit lukewarm on, and then I got loads of traction with a shot that I thought was absolute garbage, and I just put it out there just for something <laughs> to do, I don't know. Does, does that is that a thing? Uh, no, I mean, I generally, I, I, so I I post things that I like. You know, I'll I'll, I'll post a shot that I like. Where if it, if it gets bad engagement, then that's another thing, and that will make me look at it and think, oh, that's a bit crap. <laughs> do it, yeah. is, was it was it actually a good shot and it does make me question it sometimes but you know i, I do i do try i sort of i'd say about 85 percent of the time i'm i post stuff that that i like and maybe occasionally i'll i'll post something that i i think might get some traction how quick after shooting are you posting did you wait do you wait some time or is it just quick uh, get on? no I, I it's not like a rush home call <laughs> You cycles home really quickly. Quick, uh, put the memory card in my computer. <laughs> I've, 
no, I, I definitely, um, I think to begin with, there was, there was, um, there was a stage where I would get home and I'd edit straight away, put some, put up, put up some images I was, you know, really happy with. And that's, that's kind of when I was first sort of shooting a lot of sort of street classic areas that everyone goes to in the center of town. And, um, yeah, I would, I would post quite quickly. Um, but now I do sort of sit on things and let them kind of marinate a little bit longer and, and just, and just kind of come back to them. Cause I just, I think some photos you can look at and, and you just need to think about them and kind of, yeah, experience them for a bit yourself before you, before you think about showing them to anyone. See, I, I looked through your images and you, you, you did a few, um, Recently, I think in East Sussex, it's called a time before where you posted it, right? And I look, mm-hmm. there's a, basically a pumpkin with some flowers, and then there's a, a dog in a bed, and then there's a clock, and then there's a towel and some fruit. But those five photos, when I look at them, I just think of you, like, but <laughs> I, and I and I mean that in a really lovely, kind way. I mean, I it, there's a gentleness to the photos, and there's a softness to them, which is when I, you know, before we met, I would. I wouldn't have any idea of you, but now I know you as a person. I, those folk, like I think that's that's Peter there, right? Like it's just such a lovely set of of images, and I think and there's loads of that now. When you look, when I look through your stream, there's like there's these these. I reckon there's definitely, but there's like light on a wall. There's a Coke bottle. Um, I'm just listing a few. There's a there's a there's a just a, like I think the home ones where you just maybe like where it's really. You're in like really personal spaces where mm-hmm. they mean something. Do you can see that? Like, I think it, it resonates in your work that way. Like, and I, that's got to be the way you got to go, Peter. There's something really, um, it's gentle. Like I said, there's a gentleness to it. Is it like I, I know you through those images? And I say that's like that's a really difficult thing to do. And I suppose it's really difficult to recognize in your own work when you're when you're doing it too, because you have this closeness to it that. Until yeah. you like, until you detach, and which is really difficult from your own work in a way because you're you're shooting it and you're like, and it comes back to this thing me and Dan talk about a lot, I suppose, which is this idea of showing it to people not on Instagram, so other photographers that I suppose aren't going to say to you, "Oh, Peter, like I just said, this is wonderful, this is beautiful," but there's like finding the the notes within the work that resonate and i think that's the difficult bit like and if you can and i think it's there i i I look i look through it and i think oh yeah i know like i know like now i could it's like when i see nico nico it's the same thing i get this same feeling because i know you a bit now and i yeah it's it's it it does it shows your when you look through your stream i see peter like I, i see you which is a beautiful thing i think you know that's that's really nice thing to say thanks paul um, yeah, no, I was I was listening to Nick the other week actually, and uh, I, I, it was really interesting to hear his his uh, kind of take on it because he has clearly really found his niche at the moment, like his area that he wants to kind of explore. And um, yeah, he's 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 kind of gone from strength to strength. His, his photos are just kind of they're brilliant, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and I think you know, I think like we we said last week, and I think maybe why is because he's concentrated on an area, mm. right? He's he's focused on he's really interested in the working class and. And shining a light on on these people, and, and and like he said, his area is going to change massively over the next ten years. And I think there's something like like cohesively that holds it together. When maybe that's the bit that makes it stronger and more meaningful, right? It, it's, sure, it's, yeah. It's, but this this goes back to this idea of communicating something mm-hmm. clearly, you know, and, and actually refining it down to that that uh, essence that he he can just be like, like, this is what I'm focusing on, and here is the project, or you know. It doesn't necessarily need to be a project. It just is him exploring that area and him getting to know these people and telling stories. Do you think because as as photographers, um, we we kind of live online, and so we're we're basically shooting pictures. We're maybe waiting a period of time, and then we're processing them, putting them online. And, and I know we try not to get. Um, taking down this, like, what Instagram thinks is good or what the Instagram public thinks is good. But because because so, so much of our time is waiting for this kind of... this, It's like a feedback loop I come back to, you know, where you kind of... You shoot, you post, you get some feedback, and you carry on going and going. And, and because, because maybe you've got quite a lot of followers, I, I, I imagine it's really difficult at times not to get caught up in what you think people like to what you like 
And, and I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think I consciously focus on that. I don't think I consciously focus on on what people want to see. I I, sh- I still go when I go out and I have a camera with me. I still go out and just shoot things that I like. Um. But I think I think most people will know there's a difference between a genuinely good photo that you I would consider as like that's a real keeper from that year to yeah. something that you you take a picture of and you go that might do well on Instagram. And you'd yeah. know why, and I think I think that's a that's a good healthy thing to kind of know that separation between those kind of those those things. It's a little bit like Instagram. You know, we were we were talking earlier about bands and albums and singles. Instagram's like your singles, right? Yeah, they don't. They don't they're, they're they're good images. They stand alone, but they don't always necessarily work together. <laughs> I don't know. I I, I don't know because I think there's there's some photographers out there who are doing well, what appears to be doing fantastically well with a very consistent consistent kind of look and you know approach to their photography, and but, they don't deviate. I, yeah, but I, I I question this. I question this idea. You know, this like you you sometimes I think yes, you should have this consistency and and shoot this way and I, but. I, 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 it's difficult. I think, I think it's part intuition and part. Oh, it's difficult. It's really a difficult thing. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I think I'm it's an ongoing. It's my... an ongoing thing, right? Like, I think for me personally, mm. it's an ongoing learning experience. I, 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 I think my feed is quite eclectic because that's that's literally how I shoot. I, I've, right. I've never really sat down and found like one project to really focus on that has really kind of captured my attention and so living in london like it's a completely eclectic place you're look, you're constantly having different um, influences and different styles and different you know people which is brilliant and i absolutely love it i think that's reflected a lot you know in in the kind of stuff i shoot i still try and find these little beautiful moments but yeah i think i think it's about your environment and so you know if if i end up moving elsewhere then that i think then for me that will be a really interesting uh, sort of progress and see how my photography changes when I go to a new place. I, you, know, you just hit on that. I was going to say about this this idea of a new place. Do you think you're more inspired when you go somewhere new versus somewhere you've like been over and over and over again? Or because... I definitely, I definitely like the new. Yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. I think that's, I think that's, I think that's why I kind of started shooting more seriously and more consistently um, in the last sort of five, ten years um, as a kind of. So, so, work, so when I'm at work, it's kind of, it's very consuming. It's, it's brilliant. It's very, you know, mentally stimulating. Um, but to have kind of something that's a release from that is fantastic. And that's what photography has been for quite a while is this kind of a creative release. It's a creative freedom. Um, and so the immediacy of it is, is quite stimulating, you know, quick picture, go picture picture you know you, you walk around you experience something new there's a lot of kind of um i get a lot of pleasure out of it i really enjoy it um and so especially when you kind of then go to a new place i find that even more stimulating i find it even more kind of engaging i love the idea of exploring i love the idea of seeing new places and then seeing it you know capturing it through a camera how about exploring in other ways right so as a designer have you ever thought there's all these different things even if you just look at Instagram or, or, or any other method of putting stuff out, there's all these different ways that I can lay things out and present things differently. And surely you must have some slightly better ideas than the white rectangle with a photo in it. <laughs> like, have you ever thought about maybe doing something exciting in that way and exploring the new, not in the way you shoot, but how you show? Yeah, totally. I've, I've got a lot of ideas of, of different ways I would like to um, show my photos one day um i just i don't want to do that until it's just a little bit more focused as a kind of direction i I just find it's a little bit although although i have like an overarching approach to what i shoot i I still find it's all over the place and so i think i think the way that you communicate that will come through once there is kind of a more focused direction or or focused area within that the, the photography i take I've been thinking about this a little bit recently and the only person I really see that's doing something, I mean, I'm sure your ideas and 
new and refreshing and uh, uh, like far far better than anything I could come up with. Fuck off, you shit. <laughs> <laughs> the, the only, Paul the only person... <laughs> He's a fucking nightmare, isn't he? Yeah. The, the only person I've seen doing something that I, I look at and I think, oh, that's genuinely exciting and new at the moment is um, Luke Saxon. Have you, do you know Luke? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, his work's great. His yeah. work is great. The idea of laying stuff out like that and it's just... I, it's that to me is so refreshing. I've been talking to Paul about some similar ideas about like the way that we could do some collaborations and stuff together in the future. But I mean, I'm I'm just treading in the footsteps that Luke's already <laughs> laid down. It's, it's smart, isn't it? I, but I have seen it. Like I don't think it's an original idea because I yeah. have seen it yeah. in other places as well. So, but I just think he's done it really well. I think it's 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 like combining. I mean, I've got a like, again a friend who went to uni and he did a, his project was basically getting images that looked similar but were completely different and and right. he was you know and he did a he did basically a folded book that was the whole thing unfolded like an accordion mm. and it was like every image was like when the next one followed the next one and it was like similar but different and it was yeah i i think there's something in that isn't there there's something it's not this I is it Paul? what it's not that is it uh I can't even read it. Uh, is your mate's name Marco? No, unfortunately not. Uh, Luke, <laughs> Lucas. <laughs> but um, I, I but, just yeah. Go on, sorry, Peter. No, I was just going to say. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know Luke at all. But you know, his his images are are, are fantastic in the the way that he he merges these two different worlds together all the time. Uh, these just sort of I think juxtapositions. Like, yeah, they're just these incredible kind of combinations that you know you you wouldn't necessarily put together, but they'd work. And I, yeah. I kind of love that fusion. Yeah, and, and because I, there's something happens, doesn't it? When you look at them, you have a little bit of like, oh, that's that's good. That's good. You have a little smile, <laughs> don't you? Yeah. It's like maybe you do a little fart or something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. It's, it, I really. That's I, a good I, mental I, picture. I only just come across his work recently, like not not that long ago, and I was just, oh, I like that. I really like that. I like that. I like that. And I, I just think. It, it makes me smile and it makes me think. And it's, I suppose it's in a world of Instagram, it's, it, it, it stands out because possibly you haven't quite seen it done that way. You know, it, mm. It's, mm. It, it, it's just something, again, it's something new. It's like a new, something new and interesting to look at. And I suppose that this comes onto a question of where you grab your influences from and, and, and what, 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 is, what, what's, what's, what kind of music do you like, Peter? Are you, a big, are you big into music? Are you a, like, a mus- I am. I am the same. Again, I am very eclectic. You know, I like anything from sort of underworld, massive attack, you know, going to like more American bands like Best Coast, which are kind of almost like a, like a Beatley kind of 60s summer vibe, you know, like, yeah, a bit of everything. Mm. So I'm, you know, my generally my my tastes are quite eclectic. Um, do, you li- do you listen to music when you shoot? Sometimes I think if I, if I'm by myself, um, then yeah, I quite like being in my own little world and and just shooting away. Um, I occasionally, uh, and I haven't done it obviously because of COVID. Um, haven't shot with anyone else for a while. You know, Paul, like we've been for walks before, um, <laughs> where we just kind of we we chat quite a lot, and then occasionally you and me will stop and just go, you know, just do our own thing and stuff. Um, and I, I quite enjoy that as well. I, I guess, I guess ultimately, I just I, I like I like experiencing different ways of 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 experiencing photography with different people as well. God, I thought you were going to say something, Dan. You're not going to come in, Daniel. No, um, I, he's, I, the, he's the he's the silent thinker. He's the silent thinker. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought he was going to come in something with. I thought he was going to come in with something profound and go, "All right, Paul, you know what." <laughs> Sorry, bad accent again. <laughs> I was just enjoying you and Peter winking at each other as you were talking about experiencing things <laughs> with different people, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, Paul. <laughs> Once he starts. <laughs> Don't. I've, I've, heard, I've heard some horrendous stuff leave the lips of Paul Bentz that I've had to yeah. cut out, that I've had to... <laughs> that have happened in real life and we've not been able to cut out. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm, I'm kind of wanting, I want to delve a little bit deeper, like in, in terms of where do you think, you know, you, 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 I kind of push you on a book and you said you're not quite ready, but I, um, I imagine there's something, I suppose, where you've been shooting, what, 10 years, 15 years? Yeah, you must, yeah. So more, got, more, got, more kind of committedly, sort of, I'd say, more, more committed in the past sort of eight years, I'd say. And like, like, you must notice as 
you know, you go through the journey of taking pictures, that there's an evolution in your work. And, and also, the more time you do it, the, the, the greater the understanding. And, and I suppose you, the more you come to, to, to get to the why, the why you're taking the pictures. And when you ask yourself, you know, why do I go out and shoot? You, you kind of hinted towards it earlier on when you said, you know, it's kind of a release from mm. a stressful day job. But is there any more to it than that? Is it like, like, do you find, I suppose, answers about yourself that 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 you wouldn't have if you hadn't picked up the camera? What was, what's, you know, there's got to be some detail in there. Um, oh, you're asking really deep questions now, Paul. But I think the why is important because I, for me, you know, the why has always been this elusive thing that I've never thought about too much. And the more you think about why you take pictures, and one, one for me is it, it is a bit like meditation. It is about, like, switching off from the, the you know, commercial photography, that, that side of it where it's kind of quite pressured and people want a piece of you and you're, you know, you know what it's like, right? So you're, you, you give so much of yourselves in those roles and that to do, just walk out of your door and... and you know, it's like, oh my God, you're not really thinking about what you're doing once you get into that little space. And yeah, I, I think the why, the why for me is, as 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 this year is, is kind of solidified. And the why is because I suppose my perspective, my little version of what the world looks like to me, I'm hoping that at some point it'll be interesting more, more to my family, to my to my, the people that I, are close to me. And, and yeah. if it doesn't, if it doesn't, you know, if it, if it, if I only sell ten copies of a book that I make, I don't think that matters. I think it's 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 the bit that matters for me is, and this is why it's taken me so long. I think is that I want it to have at least a message that that when when my eighteen year old daughter looks through the book and she goes, oh yeah, okay, this is all about being kind and, and and maybe maybe that's such a simple sentiment but i think it's a really uh, uh, important is the wrong word but yeah maybe it is important and it's important to me anyway and i suppose if it is important to me then that resonates out and it should resonate out to other people but it's, it's but yeah I, I think i you know i i, I don't think it, there's you know there's a lovely simplicity to that and 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 all kinds of photographs can be taken around this idea of, of, of kindness and i i, I don't you know this this idea of seeing beauty in the everyday is, is essentially comes from it's like a, it's like a reminder that however however tough the day however stressful the day however even if the day's been you know a fantastic day you still then want to go out and kind of find those other amazing little moments within the world that kind of help take the know, edge the, off take the edge off yeah that, you know there, there is there is beauty in everything um and it, it has it's kind of sort of a sprinkly you know fairy dust as that sounds it's kind of it's quite therapeutic i find i find the freedom of, of photography and that kind of those new experiences and that kind of of, of seeing that and finding that I, I find it really addictive yeah for sure and just coming back to something that paul was saying is you're talking about when you hand this over to your kids like you're talking about the them taking the kindness that you've you've put into that work and I don't know. Do you remember the other week we were talking about um, what other people think about your work and, and maybe they might take something different to, to what your intention was? I wonder if when your kids look at your work in, like I don't know, 20 years' time when, when you're an old man and you're sat there telling them that back in your day, you know, cameras used to have film in them, like, <laughs> but they, they might not take from your work what you intend. Yeah, absolutely. totally. Absolutely, and I think that happened. That's going to happen for sure. And I, I suppose that's why. But I still think how, how I, I still think you know we talked about what's a good photograph and what makes a good photograph, and that's a difficult question well, because there's no. It's art, though, isn't it? Subjective. Yeah, everything yeah. is essentially subjective, and you know what one person finds incredible and meaningful is another person's just you know trash that they can just leave it. So. Yeah, it's. I think for me, it's it's more about finding. It's it's a super personal thing, and you know, I, I, Paul, I, I do completely agree with you. I think I think as long as as long as you find something that you you can really focus on and kind of it, it communicates something that is close to you, whatever whatever it may be, whether it's beauty in, in the mundane, whether it's whether it's kindness, whether it's you know, there's love or happiness. You know, they're all, they're all quite big themes, but 
if you can find a way to kind of communicate that consistently through a photo project or through a series of photographs, you know, it, it could just be about color. It could be about the celebration of color, whatever it is. You know, there's, there's, there's always a possibility to a book. It's just whether, I don't know whether, who does it mean something to? I'm interested to see the, the Peter Clarkson new take on, on something. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm interested to see these design ideas where you're in a unique position the way you probably think about things and the way you might present something would be completely different to the way me or Paul might present it. Me and Paul would probably just slap an image in the middle of the right-hand page, left-hand page is blank, and you just bang through and you just like progress through the images just like that. But I, I can tell just by having spoken to you for the last hour that you're probably not that kind of person. Uh, what what I would say is that there are, there are more ways than than just that. So that's, I think that's, that's part of a piece of things that you could do, you know, that, like there are so many ways that you communicate these days that a book is one thing and it's, it's, it's finite and it's, it's there, it's done and it's brilliant to refer to, but the, the you know, there are, there are loads of other ways that you could do that as well. You know, like, the, the, what? like what, give me some, give me some Peter ID. Like I, I don't, I don't know. Stealing if you've news. Of, have you, I've heard of this new thing called TikTok. What? Yeah. TikTok. TikTok. I'm joking. <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> I'm going to start doing my dance. I kind of, I, I, I watch TikTok when I needed a little bit of, you know, the wife being a bit annoying and I just pull up some teenagers dancing in some tight pants and I go, babe, see, you don't like this anymore, are you? I bet, come on, really, everybody. I bet she really appreciates that. You're, you're, come on, don't lie to me, Higginson and Clarkson. I bet you're looking at the... Uh, the dancing there's a girl that like they do all these dance moves it's a bit crazy like it always uh, is I, people dancing. I, just get, I just get sucked into the memes <laughs> that's it as soon as there's memes i'm lost that that's a real like forget instagram just the memes i'm there for about half an hour just looking at different things and laughing yeah yeah I, I i think i might be the same actually well you look at the young girls dancing dania i'm not even on the tiktok i don't know what you're talking about mr Benz. <laughs> on on the tiktok it's not like a <laughs> drag goes on the face <laughs> or maybe it is look i'm on the facebook and the instagram <laughs> facebook chloe you sound old the, the, you're the on face, the facebook the, the google <laughs> as soon as you put that in front of it, yeah. it just, <laughs> that's it you feel old done yeah <laughs> oh, amazing 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 um so what's the future peter what's coming up this year anything you know i know you've been locked down in balam for a year um I was going to say something else, and I stopped myself. <laughs> <laughs> cycling, you've done a lot of... Peter likes cycling. He's, <laughs> he's had a problem with his bib this year. He was had bib, bib problems, didn't you, Pete? Yeah. You still Did I? Your bib. Yeah, oh, you were it's... telling me you had a bib problem, and you, you, wanted, you were on Instagram asking people questions. What do I do with my bib? Oh, what, yeah, what, is it, what, like, what do you mean a bib? Like a, what, what a baby wears? So cyclists wear nappies, basically. No. So when they go for long journeys, he doesn't have to stop for a wee, he just... Are you guys fucking with me? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh, damn. No, basically, when you know cyclists wear like like bibs and stuff like that, they basically have a thing called a chamois. Right. In the in basically where your, your balls are. And it keeps you comfy. You are absolutely blowing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I, so, do you know, do you, do you take your camera with you much when you go cycling? Do you, like, how do you? Uh, yeah, I have been. And that's mainly just, just for trying something new. Um, it's, it's, it's fun to document um, some of the places. Again, it's about exploring. It's about finding beauty in, in, those, in those moments. And, and, you know, going cycling and exploring and seeing places, especially because of the, uh, the confines of lockdown. Um, I think that's, quite that's another really interesting angle for you, I think, that you could explore a bit more, you see, that, that because I think that, that there's something that you're really passionate about and that you love. And that, you know, I think when, when you're passionate about something, it, again, it, it kind of automatically comes out in the work that you produce. And I think um, I've got a friend, he does, he follows the Tour de France every year, you know, he goes out to France and he shoots the magazines and yeah. on the back of a motorbike following the Tour de France around. Mm. Um I, 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 you know, there's something in, in doing what you do, but like transfer, like, so this, this idea of this, you know, the, the small details of beautifulness, but even, even doing that, transferring that into the, in the, in the way you cycle and, you know, the things, I yeah. think it's definitely, you could do that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I would be, I would be very open to some of those possibilities, but, um, not yeah, just, just call not me, just, yet. just call me project idea, Paul. 
I'll give you <laughs> give you a hundred projects. Mental mental pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I have. I, I would like to do some more um, some projects around cycling, um, and I, there have been some opportunities, but they've kind of been sidelined because of because of COVID. Um, so, being a graphic designer, you must use photographers in work. Are you ever choosing, like, for a, do you get it ever to choose like the photographer that you'd use for a project or not? Not, not as much as we'd like. We we don't. Um, although we're a kind of a full discipline disciplinary studio, um, you know, we do work through do, do brand identities and we do kind of exhibitions and all and every, all, you know, everything in between. Um, we don't always uh, select photographers as much as maybe some, you know, sort of pure branding, brand identity studios would do. Um, we certainly do work with photographers, um, but they're not usually for very kind of specific reasons for specific kind of shoots. So, Would you, know, you ever get a chance to, to do a little bit of a, you know, like bring the camera in and do a bit of... Yeah, yeah. For, yeah? Have yeah, you ever done, done any? Yeah, 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 I've done lots of, lots of stuff for work. It's, it's normally sort of documentary, uh, documenting projects that we've produced um and sort of uh, i work with uh, the architectural st- so where i work there's a, there's a trust of companies um and one of them is an architectural studio and i've kind of documented quite a lot of their projects that they've worked on which is again sort of environmental architectural shots and um it's it's the same thing i get to you know go in there and, and do kind of a, a shot list that they're kind of very keen on and they ask me to sort of turn my eye um and they've um, because of because of the shots they've seen me take, they've, they've asked me to to shoot it the way I I would want to shoot it. So again, I look for those sort of little moments of, of beauty that I find. That that must be nice and flattering for someone yeah. to, to see your work and say, "Yeah, we'll have some of that." Yeah, it's 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 great. Yeah, it's it's, it's a lovely thing to have people enjoy what you do or you know appreciate it in any way. So yeah, I'm very grateful that um, even though it's you know through work, it's still really nice to to have that kind of people to have people ask you to do things so every every week we uh we like to select one um one artist it doesn't even have to be in the same medium it might be a piece of work that they've done that you're particularly enjoying um but but we like to shout out somebody it doesn't matter if they're successful or not so successful um just just for other other people that are listening in to to check out um I think I'm going to I'm going to stay photography focused, but um, consistently um, amazed by uh, Bruno Johnson's work. I think his his the quality of his work is just always fantastic, and yeah, he shows size of London's. So I I really get to see. So yeah, I really really enjoy his work. You you sent over um, Brunel's work. Yeah. When um, when you filled in our form, I hadn't ever heard of Brunel Johnson before, and I'm. I'm a I'm a bit of a, a secret fan, and I'm definitely going to be trying to reach out to him after this episode to see yeah, if he yeah, wants get, to come on get and him, chat. Get him on, definitely. Do, do you know him? I, I yeah, I mean, I know him through Instagram, and we we have met a few times, you know, chat and stuff like that. But yeah, he's really he's a really lovely guy. Cool. I might I might try and get you to to introduce us to him because I, I mean I'm loving his work. He's it's something else. Yeah, but he's the, a talented, talented man. Particularly the portraits. I mean, like some of the candid documentary stuff he's done is really nice, but there's something really powerful about his portraits. They're really nice. I like them yeah. a lot. Yeah, and he's and he's he's yeah he's he's pretty much. I think I believe he's made it pretty much the full switch to film as well. So it's quite yeah. interesting to see his his change of how he shoots as well. It's it's a totally different pace of life. So I guess that's more, that's possibly some of the explanation as to like his his portraits and maybe why they're. They look the way they do in terms of like the timing of them and stuff. Yeah. Nice. That's a really solid pick. And I'm really grateful to you for, for, for introducing me to Brunel's work because mm. like I say, I'm really enjoying Brunel. it. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's had enough. He's done. Come on, Paul. What's, what's your pick, mate? So I'm going for um, a book this week called uh, John Myers and the Guide. See this? See this beautiful thing here. Um, he was a, a landscape and portrait photographer, um, and he basically photographed uh, mundane aspects of middle class life in kind of in the West Midlands during sort of the sem- between nineteen seventy three and early eighties. Um, and I like this quote. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this quote from the book. When I opened my front door, however much. However much I may, at the time, have admired the skill of Ansel Adams and Edward Weston or the pastoral quality of Faye Goodwin, they were photographing another world. When I opened my front door, I was confronted by tarmac, houses, a telegraph pole and a substation. 
<laughs> no, it's really good. It's really... Uh, some of the photos are just, but there's, again... But there's truth in that, isn't there? So... Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, just, it's really good. Yeah. It's like... He just talks a little bit, like, about why he made this kind of work. And it's just... Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I read it all in one go. And, and now I just, yeah, can try to dig out some more of his work. So, yeah. John Myers, The Guide. Nice. Okay. I, I feel like I need to look that up as well because... Yeah, that that quote, I don't know, that kind of resonated with me a little bit because, yeah, I mean, time. I often feel like you see all this amazing stuff that other people are doing. You think, oh, Christ, if only I had this different location. But then you look at people like Eggleston and they stayed in like one place for their mm. whole lives and they just did this amazing body of work. And they, they didn't, they didn't, I'm sure he must have been, he must have gone through phases, right, where he was bored of the place and it was exciting again. Yeah. yeah. Hundred percent, but but like the, you know the changing of the seasons, the, like when like I think you know I walked like I say I must have walked the Wandel Trail about two or three hundred times, and never it's never the same. Mm. Every time I fucking every time I go, there's you know I'll see a different house, or there'll be a car parked somewhere, or there'll be you know somebody's lit a fire and they've burnt something, or you know it, it's I, I just think by repeating, repeat, 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 it, it, it can your eye becomes adapted to you. you there's things that you, you are always seeing right. and they're, 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 they're the constant. But there is these variables that, you know, whether you, it's the light, the time of day, go on, sorry. I was deep. just going to say, do you, do you not just think it gives you kind of just a more hyper-awareness of, of, of the location? Because you, you know it so well, you're more likely to see the new. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really true. I, I, I never thought of it like that, but I, absolutely, I think you, because you're... You're so tuned in, and you you know you know what to expect around the corner. Of the moment, there's a especially if you're conscious that. of that as well, and that's that's your yeah. your focus of documenting it. You know, you're kind of already in that state of of looking for things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. I this this week I've been look, I've been really interested in finding like old kind of um, signs that people have ripped, and I kind of just been enjoying finding like you know signs have been layers and layers, and somebody's ripped them, and it's like a face. I just I don't know why this week has kind of yeah. been a, a week of signs. Yeah, I know. I've really, I've really enjoyed some of the, your recent shots of the collages and the kind of the old signs. They look really interesting. Yeah, because I was thinking, I was thinking maybe there's something I was going to do was like collage, do collage work. But then, then I thought, well, sounds maybe like you've been inspired collage. by Luke. Yes, absolutely. But then I was thinking, well, maybe there's this stuff that exists out there in the real world again. If you just look a little bit harder for it you know and and now once i started looking for signs everywhere <laughs> like i'm just walking down the street there's a sign that i went to the covid station there was a sign and, I was like, okay. <laughs> and the, but that's it once you start noticing they it, all of a sudden it kind of they're everywhere you i know? think the cool thing is once you stop being a tourist in the place you you start spotting the stuff that's only temporary mm. and that's the stuff that nobody else can replicate because it only ever happens yeah, once Totally. And so I was, I went out today and I was, um, so I was walking past, it was like a garage repair, a mechanics garage, but he had the, he had the blowtorch on and the mask over his head, but his mask was like a Maori print. And I, I literally just kind of quick click, but it's, it's amazing. I'll show you. It's like, wow, it was, it was cool. And, and I've been, like I said, I walked out about 30 times. I've never seen a mechanic there welding before, yeah, yeah. but he had his welding, you know, and it's just those things that, that, Again, because you've done it so many times, you are like I think you're right. You're hyper aware of the new, the new, the new bits that turn up. Yeah, the turn moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, you'll have to send oh, that over, Paul. We'll we'll stick that in the show notes, and people can see your your, your welder guy. I will. I will. I promise. All right, remind me. That's a good. Right, that's go, a good pick. That's I'm a good gonna, pick. Right. So I'm, my pick this week. Come on, uh, Bernadette Timco. Um, you'll find her on Instagram, Bernadette underscore timco underscore artist beautiful artist uh paints seemingly in oils i just every time i look at a new artist i always find myself wishing that i could paint or or, or feeling like i want to try and pick up paints and, and and start it would look horrendous though i think it accidentally looked like a pollock you know <laughs> you, what did you say peter's baller sorry you want to talk about peter's balls again daniel can't stay off Play for it, oh, wow. Play for this, it. This, I mean, this is a very different podcast than what I was expecting, I tell you. This is exactly what it's like behind the scenes, Peter. <laughs> um, I, I try and clean them up a little bit. I don't like to take too much 
if, if you over polish it it loses some of the the magic but this is what life is like story of your life dan <laughs> you know, all these all, the, all these other people come on and they speak speak really you know clearly and cleverly and i come on and we talk about fucking instagram and balls <laughs> it's memorable though I, I always remember peter's balls <laughs> Okay, fucking hell. Okay, all right. This really has taken a turn. <laughs> it, it has taken a hideous turn. So let's try. Let's Boys. just try and get this back on on track. So, as always, all the details, all the links, uh, links to Peter's work, everything will be in the show notes for you guys to check out. And if you're not already, go and follow Peter on Instagram because his well, work's well, you know, ridiculous. Or, I'm going to do Peter's accent. Oh, no, you know, you you actually sound quite posh on. On, on you sound like Peter. a scouser, Paul. Uh, <laughs> uh, Pete, uh, <laughs> Your fucking accents are terrible, man. But you, you literally sounded what like part a. Where were you from originally, Peter? Um, I was born in Guildford. Guilf- Guildford. Oh, my parent, my, my parent, the in-laws are in Guildford. Yeah, Bramley. I, I Bramley. grew up in East Sussex, though, so you know, I didn't stand a chance. <laughs> Not a chance at all. <laughs> Not too far away from um, me. Right, I'm. I'm going home. I'm going home. I'm gonna have some chicken. It's chicken Tuesday night chicken with the missus. Woo-hoo. Nice. Nice. Okay. Well, thanks everybody. Tune back in next Friday. Cheers, Peter. Please, (laughs) please, can we call this episode? (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Paul. You've got to respect the man's wishes. Oh wow! I love him. No, don't talk about. He's a private man. And with a pro- he's a private <laughs> man, a private dancer, you know that song? Anyway, I'll leave it. I won't do any more singing.